You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Well, here we are in Koala Studios in downtown Batuta. It's uh, the Batuta Advocate radio show. Obviously, if you're listening in locally in the Diamantina Shire, you've got us on the wireless, Desert Rock FM 96.5. And uh, if you're listening outside of the Diamantina Shire, you're obviously listening through the World Wide Web on the Diamantina Podcast Network. Their podcast is called Hello Sport, and uh, our sponsors here at Koala Mattress Studios, uh, funnily enough, Koala Mattresses, are big fans of Hello Sport, the podcast, and it's for that reason they are offering $150 off your next mattress purchase from Koala Mattresses if you type in the word hello as your special code. Hello, Sport Podcast. We've been told Clancy is is one of the premier sporting podcasts in the nation, boasting upwards of tens of thousands of downloads each week. They are a true force to be reckoned with in the uh, amateur sports commentary world. Well, these two men uh, that are joining us, Errol, uh, Tom, T-H-O-M, and Eddie, with a Y, um... Yeah, unorthodox spelling for what most people would describe as normal names. Uh, single-handedly, these two men are putting Osterio out of business. Uh, there is really no need for retired rugby league players to be on air when we have the the punter doing their jobs for them, mm-hmm. the dribbler doing their jobs for them. And they've done all of this while being completely unvaccinated too. Yes, is- Yes, yes. As we said, undesirable uh, characters, but very entertaining. Thank you for joining us, Eddie and Thom. Thank you very much for having us, Clancy. Uh, glowing Errol. praise from from you two gentlemen. Um, really got the podcast off on the right foot. I feel like um, certainly represented as well. Other than the amateur commentator, I think everything was pretty much spot on there. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have thought so. We sort of like to think of ourselves in the big leagues, mm-hmm. Clancy, mm-hmm. top of the podcast heap, as it were. So. Never played professional sport, though. Never professionally, no. Well, but define we, professional, though, because, yeah. I mean, I have been paid to play the sport. We were paid, well, we were paid. I mean, at the time, was big money. Huge money. Uh, for the Moray Boars, took them to the premiership back in... 84? 84, I believe. Um, we, we were both, uh, obviously, 5'8", halfback combination. Um, On rev- contract? Uh, no, it was match payments. Right, uh, yeah. Match payments. Yeah, so, match payments, pub payments. And a metro. Um, and, and sort of after, I think that's sort of where we reached our lofty heights from a, prof- if you'd call that professional standpoint. Bush League can be professional. Yeah. Well, it is. It is. And you try telling the boys out at the Moree that their league's not professional because they die for each other at those boys every yeah. week. Yeah, absolutely. Every single week. Um, so, yeah, once again, thanks for having us, guys. Um, Thank you. We know we Real need. Honor. We need to have you in here because there is. I mean, as we said, uh, as as the uh, the listener, uh, the Batuta Advocate podcast diehards would know. Last week we had Missy Higgins talking about uh, post nine eleven uh, folk Aussie rock. Before that we had Tanya Plibersek talking about franking credits and being the only woman of note in the Labor Party. Mm. Today we're going to bloke it out a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. We need to talk about what has been a schizophrenic off-season in the rugby league. God's winter game. God's Correct. winter game. It's been a wild off-season. It's been a wild off-season. And it, and it comes at a time when we thought that these young fellas had figured out social media. We thought that they actually knew. We, we thought the days of gaffes on videotape and the, and the days of just being 
degenerates in public where everyone can see you were over. We thought that was something that would kind of filter out with Gen X, you know, the Willie mm. Masons, those kind of guys. They were part of a transitioning period in media, um, and they didn't really know how to handle it, and we saw a lot of scandals in yesteryear. And we thought these young fellows... I mean, in 2000, yeah, I thought- 2016, 2017, they were, they were pretty well behaved. Well, well, it's-, well it's, it's almost been two years to the day, Clancy, that... No, almost three years, I should say, that Mitchell Pearce... Prominent dog rooting Pierce. He was uh, he, he was caught claiming he had no sexuality, which which made him trying to root a stranger's dog seem all the more acceptable. Yes, that and see in hindsight, in hindsight, and I think you guys might be able to uh, discuss this further. Uh, in hindsight, that wasn't that bad. No, that's <laughs> if one thing that this this off season has taught us is that. When, whenever you think that the rugby league player can't has sort of has gone as far as they can go with a scandal, they seem to do. They seem to better themselves. Well, it's almost as if it's almost as if the off season is now a season, and they're all yes. vying for the minor premiership well, of sorts. Well, you just got to do who like can be the behavior. most debaucherous, off the most off, yeah. just the most fucked up shit yeah. you can sort of do whilst not playing rugby league. And look, to be fair, some of the scandals that have happened in the off season quite dark and yeah. not to be you know uh made light of obviously but some of them though uh are fantastic in every way yeah of course of course there are things before the courts and things we won't go into because those are things in uh, outside of sport uh, if they were to happen that's something you don't you don't talk about you don't glorify but there are things that rugby league players do and yes. forever They've been like this forever. Like, you know, there are things that just make you wonder, how the fuck did they get involved in that? Back to the Newtown Jets trafficking heroin in the 80s. We we remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and we were even talking about this before. uh, The the teacher's pet. Teacher's pet. That's a globally successful rugby league scandal. Yeah. Yeah. It was the most popular podcast on the planet. Yeah, it had 27 million downloads. And And its roots lie in rugby league. The greatest game of all. Park football, even. Those guys... Those guys played 25 matches, and that is that is the basis of one of the biggest murder mysteries to ever grace Australia. Yeah. Well, look, the rugby league player has a unique ability to create scandal wherever he goes, right? So if you obviously the scandals in rugby league, we'll get to them in just a moment, yeah. but you look at why rugby union's dying in the arse in this country because they don't have any scandals. They don't make the back page. You, that's why they try and, you know, try and recruit the leaguers. You have Israel Fallout now. Uh, his his opinions maybe not very tasteful, but spicy. certainly spicy. spicy opinion. You know, spicy <laughs> and evangelical. You could yeah. say, but back page they're they're headline spinners. Then you got Carmichael Hunt doesn't mind a couple of lines allegedly or something that looks like it, but that's it. It's the leaguey in him trying. It's trying, going. How am I going to promote this yeah. game that yeah. is clearly struggling it's- in this country? And I'm going to have to do my bit. I'm going to pick this sport up, I'm going to put it on my back, and I'm going to do the best I can to start generating some interest because God knows rugby needs it more than ever. What, what, are you, what about Anthony Mundine? Learnt the controversial ways of the rugby leaguemen in the game, mm. took it to boxing, and is now the focal point of every major fight in the country. Every every big fight in the history of this nation has involved one league year on another. Fennec played rugby league. Yeah, briefly. Look at the biggest, uh, the absolute blockbuster that we just had, Gallon and Hopawati, two leagueies that just love to throw. And yeah. can throw. Breaking box office records, Tom. Absolutely. Uh, Errol and I were at that match. Uh, we were provided ticket by the uh, 
promotional team, No Limit Boxing, funnily enough, made up of ex-league players, George Rose. Now, we thought Hopper died. We actually yeah. we, we were wondering, should we stop filming this on our iPhones? Because is Hopper dead? Well, Ga- you can see Gallant thought he was dead. Ga- like Usually when you knock yeah. someone out as a boxer, if you're a professional boxer, you celebrate. Gallant's gone like, oh, I've just killed a man. He went to tend to him. He was... Yeah. He was on the canvas for thirty minutes, yeah. and then and, thirty and, minutes, and then he got up and he had the gall to turn around and accuse the umpire of 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 calling the fight too soon. It's like, <laughs> what are we going to do? Like, go get a drink, go to the toilet, John, wait for you to get up, or- John, John. <laughs> You just received a fucking a head injury that people get in like auto accidents. Yeah, it was a lifetime of boxing like, injuries in one in one fight. Six punch combo. Like, if that happened to any of us, we would be lisping until we took our last breath. You know, that was some serious, serious brain bruising. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's and, uh, and sickening. The, there is a theory that maybe the rugby league, as much as they don't like their star players deciding to be involved in a heavyweight boxing match about five weeks before the season starts, there is a theory that maybe they just said to these guys, they said to Georgie Rose, they said to Gallon, they said to Hopper, they said to Hodges, can you guys go and just do something? We need to keep these these guys occupied. We need to, yeah, yeah. Do you mean like to keep to keep them away from, yeah. from transgression? Because you yeah. see the ones that don't get caught in a, get caught in some spicy situations. Yes. Um, Probably looking for some positive press to sort of sprinkle in with with what has been, as we've mentioned, an atrocious off-season for them. But you could make an argument, and Tom and I have made it before, that I think with obviously the the, the really heavy stuff, no one wants that, no one wants that. But with the other things that we'll get to, you could make a case that the NRL secretly sort of loves the free publicity. Mm -hmm. Of course they do. It's free marketing. It's it's organic marketing at its very best. And the thing that pisses me off, I haven't seen I haven't seen one advertisement for rugby league yet. Not one. Have you seen any ads promoting the game? Why would you waste? You don't money? have to. Why would you waste? Why your money would on we it? waste our money? You wouldn't bother. Well, why would you do that when some blokes can get into a scrap in a pokey room in a Western Sydney RSL? And the CCTV, the CCTV footage, you just need to put, that's my team, underneath dudes like smacking each other over the head <laughs> with fucking pokey chairs. Have, uh, have they released the theme song for this year yet? No, not yet. I'm not sure what the fuck it'll be. Mm, I don't, yeah. Some years they'll have like, you know, they'll get Bon Jovi or Tina Turner. And then other times I think they just go, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Like we've given up. Chumbawamba was a good one. Chumbawamba was the best. I get knocked down. That was Friday Night Footy. You can't do that now because of concussion. Because it's like they can't be promoting. Yeah. You shouldn't. Don't get up again if you don't feel like you can. Yeah. Because, you know. Get the salts out here. I get up again and I'm two years away from being Australia's (laughs) first Chris Benoit. (laughs) That's the. That's a fucking harsh, harsh reality of of, of what these sports stars are putting themselves through. Yeah, and, that's it. That's what we've got. You guys have come in with a list of some of the great um, scandals, and we're going to go through them all. But I think it is worth, uh, before we start, talking about the situations, um, you know, the surrounding kind of circumstances that the rugby league player finds themselves in to get in this much trouble. One, we've got a bunch of kids who. Uh, the top of the heap in their local community, whether that be Goulburn, whether that be Macquarie Fields, Mount Druitt, Sherberg, Sherberg, Logan, you know, 
we have this thing with rugby codes in Australia where it's a tiered system. There's an upper class and then there's the punter. Mm. You know what I mean? We have the, the, the rugby union where these kids are, you know what? If they don't make it in footy, Horwell's an example, you go work for dad and make more money than you would mm. playing footy. In rugby league, it's, it's this kid from anywhere. And this kid from anywhere uh, doesn't necessarily behave like Gus Gould imagines a young man should behave. You know what I mean? And Gus Gould's opinions have changed drastically with the advent of social media. And, you know, yeah. like when he was, you can imagine Gus Gould back in the night and he's when he was coaching, he wouldn't have given a fuck. But yeah. now everyone's kind of got to go, whoa. Well, we go back to well, Todd Carney with the bubbler. He definitely saw someone that he respects do that he as blamed, a young kid. He blamed a teammate. Yeah. He's like, Bryce, Bryce Gibbs showed me that, yeah. which is a bit scat. But also, <laughs> in the context of today, the bubbler should almost be on the fucking trophy. It should just be <laughs> Todd Carney. Like, no one. It's it's a. I think it's a great part of the game now. It's looked it, upon fondly. It should be included in the rugby league curriculum, you know, where you, yeah, you how learn you how it? to tackle, you learn how to piss in your own mouth. I, I in front of strangers that, at the yeah. Cronulla Northeast. In a urinal. <laughs> Todd was a victim of, of bad timing. Had he bubbled himself today, play on. Play Not on. a problem. No. Yeah. He'd still be running around. Context is everything. It's everything. And in this context of this preseason, uh, the bubbler is... Bubbler doesn't rate a mention. It does not even rate This is the bubbler in this se- off-season. If the bubble were to happen, this is what it would be. It would be a bleep <laughs> on the radar. Well, it, and there's even there's even uh, sort of an example to show that this was almost the right off-season to do some of your lower-level scandal uh, yeah. behaviour because there's, again, we'll get to the, the rest of them, but a halfback who may or may not play for Newcastle Knights and may have also played for the Roosters... <laughs> Um, who's currently playing the NRL right now. May also have never won an Origin Series. May also have never won an Origin Series despite playing in a record number of them for a halfback. Uh, mm. Allegedly, slash been confirmed, was at his mate's wedding, was the best man, got so flogged that he was being a being a scallywag yeah. on a bus. Mm. Nothing too bad, just a bit behavior. of lippy behaviour. Yeah. Very lippy with a gutful. And then got towed up by the bride's like cousin. And then the cops showed up and he sort of just snuck off and no one really talked about it. And that doesn't rate... Like, Danny Widler wrote a thing about it in the paper. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, da 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 And it just hasn't... It's gone. No yeah. one even... No one's even talking about it because you've got... Because in the scheme of things... It's just scallywag behaviour. We'd actually like a little more of that behaviour, yeah, yeah. if we can be honest. And, and there is a thing with, with the scandal. The, the scandals, particularly the ones we're going to talk about today... The best kind of scandal is the one you can imagine yourself being involved in. Correct. Yeah. With, with enough money and enough free time and enough idiotic mates egging you on, mm. so many of these scandals we could be involved yeah, in. Absolutely. The, the, the absolute best type of NRL s- scandal is is the one where no one else gets hurt except for the leaguey. Yes. yes. You know, just, except their own personal like, pride. Yeah. yeah personal except, pride and maybe like, you know, the shame upon the family. Yeah. yeah. And maybe a slight fine. Yeah. That sort of oh, and the club yeah. gets hurt as well. That's the club great. gets a slap on the wrist. <laughs> um, well, let's start off with these scandals, shall we? Let's just because yeah. it really did kick off as what we all thought was, at the time it was huge, right? And this was in September of 2018, so the finals were right. still going on, but, you know, the lower-ranked teams had been... Yeah, the bottom eight were uh, already on school holidays. Correct, and they were ready to rip in. Um, and it started with the Bulldogs' Mad Monday. Now, the Bulldogs' notorious... 
uh, off-season scallywags. That's where they do their very, very best work. Clearly, it's not on the field, Eddie. Mm. Clearly. Um, and the dogs, they were hit with a $250,000 fine when Adam Elliott and a couple of the teammates were... I mean, let's be honest, Daily Telegraph essentially like had someone standing on a ladder outside some pub in the city just trying to take photos of them. They were getting nude. They were sticking their dicks in schooner glasses. They were from the shots grabbing at each a other's. private function private function no no women present no like the, no. it was it, it couldn't be you can't accuse them of not being chivalrous because it was just amongst themselves yes. boys being boys was being uh uh very very toxic environment but, but boys will be boys behind closed doors <laughs> behind closed doors <laughs> with yeah. about 80 schooners in them yeah exactly yes. and look there was and a no clothing on no clothing on yes. sweet caroline might yeah. have been on pants were off it was as toxic as a bag full of brown snakes yeah. yes it was uh... <laughs> I think it got a little more toxic though when they started to remove themselves from the premises yeah they were yes. spewing on the streets and passing out yeah that, that was yeah. the uh, that was the winger um, Marcelo Marcelo yeah Marcelo Montoya, Montoya he, uh, it. he made a bit of a goose of himself on the street but again uh, with the full, uh, that's a blip. Full, it's a blip. It's a blip. Yeah. It's a blip. Yeah. And the punter was willing to forgive them. Here's here's the thing: the punter was willing to forgive them, which was very, very uh, f- for the start of this list, uh, a good place to start. The yes. punter was willing to forgive. Everyone was a dog. The media were dogs. Everyone were dogs except the dogs. Yes. Yeah. However, this is the this is the rugby league aspect of this scandal. If you're going to have a lock in. And you're going to have a Mad Monday celebration where everyone playing plans on getting flogged. Coaches as well. Coaches as well. And, you, and your team's technically from the western suburbs. Um, why in the fuck would you have it in the rocks about a kilometre from every major media outlet in this country? That's the like, rugby league yeah. question, though. But also, and- also basically in the CBD on a Monday. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, which is a working day, <laughs> which is which means there's people around, and but the, and the, the, the Daily Telegraph the is looking on. for you. They're literally looking for Mad Monday but scandals. All they have to do is walk to you. Like yeah. they didn't even need yeah. to get an Uber. No. They walked down there with a camera. But it's like, mate, as pay an intern just to go and sit outside there with <laughs> yeah. a coffee and just take yeah. photos on his iPhone. Sure, you but, can find some Turkish restaurant that'll have you lock you in out 100%. there in Canterbury. Black out the windows. But look, as it says in the Bible, he who has not vomited in the street cast the first stone. Well, that's I mean, it. It's Correct. It was hard, it's hard for you to feel too judgmental of uh, Marcelo when, I mean, you know, any number of us could have been doing the same thing at the same time on the same day. Yeah. Well, that was why the that's why the punter was up in arms, going, "How dare you try and stain a good name in the Bulldogs?" Exactly, <laughs> questionable, but how dare you, you know, set them up. Let the boys play. Let them blow off a bit of steam after an absolute shocker of a season. <laughs> and if they happen to take their clothes off and put their willies in schooner glasses, then so be it. A bit of Neil Diamond, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got a long list, so let's move on. Look, the next one was Zane Musgrove. Now, Zane has been embroiled in some other sort of spicy shit, which we won't get to, but he's also a lesser-known player, so I don't know that he's just doing the sort of – trying to get his name out there a little bit more, but – you know, these players are so strong, they just sort of, they don't know their own strength. Maybe there's a bit of liquor in the belly, who knows? But he's actually ripped a gate apart. <laughs> off <laughs> its hinges. It, ripped it off its hinges. Off its hinges. Probably looking for a new contract. Yes. Look how strong okay. I am. So, so what, what, what's happened here is he's had a, he, he's, he's... Had an argument with the missus. Had an argument yeah. with the misso. Left the house. De-escalation skills. So cool points yep. for that. And then... Just towed up someone's fence down the street. Yeah. So, well, but no, but like, but what type of gate? Didn't like the it? way it swung. Like, are we talking about like like a, a cyclone one out in the paddock, or are we talking about you know like a big 
inner city wrought iron. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking wrought iron with Big. like the spikes on the yeah, top yeah, of it. Yeah. Electronic gut. Well, he's been fired 1100 and paid 500 in compensation. So did they just re-swing? Yeah, that sounds like some gate? serious wrought iron rotting of. Uh, that's also that is also though that's point. also like a Rex owner man of the match fee. So he doesn't give a fuck about. No, that. no but he's also. I mean, I don't know if Zane's getting many of those man of the match. Uh, again, that was a blip. That was <laughs> that's a that blip, was though. a relative blip, mate. Gates can be fixed. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean, mate? He wouldn't, mate. Mate, if he walked past that much money in the street, it wouldn't be worth his time to pick yeah. it up. He's a no. rugby league. Player. I'm sure that Sterling Mortlock. The Great Wallaby has also done that, but you know. Well, who hasn't damaged some property in their throws? Um, the AFL yeah. have, they just have a better rug. Next, <laughs> next, next uh, scandal. So, well, this is the Parramatta Eels, uh, Tony Williams and Nathan Davis. Uh, Tony T-Rex Williams failed a drug test for the second time. And then Nathan Davis failed a drug test. He So, Tony Williams had his contract terminated because, you know, yeah, for me, yeah. shame on... You fool me twice, shame on me. Sorry, yeah. Tony. In the NRL, three strikes, and if you have a mental health condition, you don't get tested. No, so. no, you're all good. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, that club is just full of hot piss, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, there's... Steaming. A couple of years ago, Kenny Edwards had to actually donate some of his, you know, his cool piss to Kayser Pritchard, whose piss was piping hot, uh, because I don't know what was in there exactly, but they realized that it was Kayser's. I don't know how they did it. I mean, you know, it turned you, up exactly the same. Yeah, look, I mean, you don't. But that's where they're at, the eels. Look, but also, look, I don't want to. You don't yeah. want to blanket they're, they're, all they're rugby sharing, league players. They're now sharing urine. Yeah, you don't I, want to blanket I, I, all rugby league players, but they're not necessarily the the, the, the the more scandal prone. Certainly, your Kenny Edwards of the world, not your biggest thinkers. So you can imagine Kenny's probably just pissed in an open space. They've seen it happen. Yeah, yeah. And going, Kenny, we know what you're doing here, mate. I've heard now that they actually have to watch the urine come out of the pipe. Yeah. Correct. And yeah. they have to be like, nice. that's probably where Kenny got done. Yeah. Standing right next to him, yeah, and the, and the, and the guy's gone. I can see you. I can see your pipe here, Kenny. I don't know. Kenny, why are you in here? So you in the room? <laughs> this this is a question. Is this is this an Asada test? Are they looking for performance enhancing, or is this an in-house? Are you guys on no, the rack? No, I think it's in-house. You've been a scallywag. Yeah, um, you've had a couple of bamboo schooners after training, and yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then you've uh, got mind to, you, marijuana would be the least of their issues. So. No, I don't think it's so much the pot. I think it's probably more your MDMA and your cocaine's of the world. Yeah. Well, yes. it's definitely just cocaine yes. for a lot of them. So um, now this one, the next one we had coming on was. Uh, Jack White. Now earlier, this was, a good one. this was a great one, right? This was a great. This was great for the game, and it's always good when you get a bit of footage because you know you can hear about a story, but when you actually get some footage to really crystallise the the behaviour, it's uh, it makes it a lot more. Enjoyable. So position club fullback for the Canberra Raiders. Yep, may play five eight this year, but who gives a fuck? Um, so Jack earlier in the year was suspended for twelve games for uh, getting in a couple a couple of stinks. On a night back out to in back Canberra. stinks. Well, multiple stinks across the night. Well, 12, 12 matches. Twelve is match a, ban is a serious, and that's an in-house ban too. Yeah, that was. But the NRL had to kind of come down. I think because Canberra were like, "Well, we'll wait and see." And then yeah. the NRL was going, I think, "No." I think the NRL usually makes uh, subtle suggestions as to the length of uh, the suspensions. Yeah. Because if it was up to the clubs, they go, "Oh, how's a game, Sam?" Mate? Yeah, yeah. And Todd, is- or, or we'll bring you on after the half. Yeah. Or how about we just yeah, give half a match suspension? How about we just give some of the guys you ran into when you were rolling piss through Canberra signed jersey and we move on. Exactly. We can yeah. brush this one under the carpet. But so so Jack, uh, it happened earlier in the year, but during the postseason, this was still in September. So we're still in September here, these scandals. Yeah. We are only at September. Uh, the footage was released of Jack and Jack's rampage. Now, it was him just sort of like 
walking through some nondescript plaza in Canberra, which is already a, a scary enough scenario. I know just the one. Wearing yeah, a chesty tee. Just chesty tee. You can see that he's, you can just smell that he's covered in cologne. Well, the police actually described him as heavily intoxicated and stinking of urine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know something's, uh, you know he's had a big one. Imagine yeah. being drenched yeah. in okay. urine. Like I was a, thinking more polo red, but. Uh, no, no, this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was legitimate piss. Mm. Uh, and, yeah. and just sort of, and wildly, like it looked like a couple of because skinny sort of Raiders fans had come up to Jack and sort of were like fans almost, and he's just punching him in the face. No, but but you can tell that there was lip thrown. That's the thing. You don't walk towards someone that fast. Yeah. Look, on CCTV. Look, maybe they've approached him looking for a photo, realised he was drenched in urine, and, and have maybe said a couple of words. Yeah, or maybe which Jack didn't, don't worry about the photo. Yeah, look, yeah. We'll, we'll do it later. Jack didn't take kindly to that. And Are you writing it home, mate? And if Ali, <laughs> if Aligi does not take Who's kindly to something you say, <laughs> they will always throw. Yeah, yeah. that's it. The league's default setting is yeah. more often than not throwing. Throw. Yeah. Throw first, ask questions later. But it was, it was almost cat and mousing them too. He was, he was, he was roughing them up. He wasn't toweling them up. Well, Look, I mean, it's it certainly didn't look good for Jack's sort of power behind the punches because he, he hit one guy a couple of times in the face and the guy just sort of stood there and the guy was tiny and he was just like sort of taking these punches and then like pushing him away. It was weird. But again, phenomenal footage yeah. and, um, you know, one of the highlights of the offseason. Yeah, 12 weeks. 12 weeks. But again, blip on the radar. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to October. We get to finally. October. Finals. Final series. Final season. Uh, so the grand final's gone off without a hitch. Cooper Cronk heroics. You know. You know the story. Great game. Congratulations, Roosters. Now, postseason, there's the uh, you've got your international games, and there was the unveiling of the brand new skipper, the uh, the great man Greg Inglis, yep. GI. The unsinkable Greg. The unsinkable ship that is Greg Inglis. Future yeah. Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Uh, absolute out and out champion. So Greg's gone out to Dubbo for the... Corey Knockout. Corey Knockout. First ever time Greg played Corey Knockout. And also the first time the Wall Street Warriors ever had a match, which is the Bowerville team. Was there, and, and that I was think with, he started the team. Yeah, well, that's well, all yeah. his cousins. So it was a momentous <laughs> moment for Greg playing. And you can imagine the fucking crowds at Dubbo when oh G.I. hit the pitch. It would have been biblical. <laughs> yeah, it would have been fantastic. It would have been biblical. He's God out there. Yeah, and He's, he's God everywhere. He's really. God everywhere, but especially out there. Yeah. And he would have just been... You know, steaming, ready to rip in. He's the, it's the off season. But he's got you, a couple of weeks off. But what do you do post ripping in? You have plenty. Yeah, yeah. Commercial it, hotel, pastoral hotel. What yeah. other places out there? You yeah, Amaru. He paid for a drink the whole weekend. Mate, I don't. He would have got. They no. would have given him. They would have given him his own booth at the Amaru, a downstairs on the on the uh, in the club there, and he just would have gone for absolute gold. Yes, wouldn't have wouldn't have lifted a finger. Would Greg? No. He would have been carried in there absolute. and carried out and carried out <laughs> hell for leather. Carried out. Into his car, yeah. <laughs> and this is where this is where the trouble starts. That was unfortunate. Yes. That was unfortunate. Now, Greg said that he was he woke up dusty, like yeah. we all have, and he was just sort of you know, all right, time to go. Not enough food in the belly. Not we enough all, food in the belly. We've all been there. Didn't realize probably how much he'd put away. Again, mm. a mistake that we all make, yeah. and has unfortunately been pulled over. Now Lift he did up. say that he stopped. He was like, mate, I, you know, I haven't. Uh, I did. He stopped drinking at some point, you know, like not too late the night before, but he was still like significantly over the limit. Yeah. But I, th- I believe he was pulled over quite late in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 And the, speeding. Um... That's the problem. He wasn't just. 
Well, he got pulled over because he was speeding. Do the do the regulation Breath breathalyzer test. and ooh, ooh. Yeah. Greg's had a big night. And you reckon that cop who's sitting there in Lithgow, who just every other person who pulls over is some toothless prison guard. He's got GI in front of him. Jeez. This is the, this could is you a imagine that's Greg Inglis into the Lithgow police station? Mate, Put you let him go there, don't you? What happened to discretionary powers? Well, it would have hurt the cop. It would have hurt the cop more than anyone. It's like, oh, well, this is you know mandatory that I give you this breathalyzer, Greg. God damn it! Yeah, that <laughs> was probably I mean? the like the saddest in the sense of being like, I'm not mad at you, Greg, but I'm. It's just disappointing. We yeah. really didn't need this. You're the fucking. You're the yeah. new captain of the. He country. was probably a bunnies fan, knowing yeah. his luck. That poor cop. You know what I mean? Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he's probably got posters of him on, his, <laughs> See, on the wall. And out there, out there, funny should say that there's a lot of houses with the biggest. South Sydney flags out the front you've yeah, ever right. seen. Like the ones yeah. on the top of the Parliament House, that big. They mm. just love their bunnies out there. Really? So, oh, yeah, massively. So it would have killed him to, to book Greg. Oh, absolutely killed absolutely him. Absolutely killed him. But... <laughs> pleaded guilty. Pleaded guilty, escaped conviction, apologised. Well, Todd Greenberg came in and yeah. said, you know, yeah. Greg's a good bloke. Blip on the radar. Blip. Oh, absolute blip on the radar. Now, the other one is not a blip on the radar, but we will pass through it. Of course, a controversial... Uh, Eels player who tried his luck in the States and turns out to be just a degenerate and it's before the court, so we'll swerve that one. We'll also swerve the next one, which was Zane Musgrove, gate gate assaulter. Uh, maybe assault's not the right word. The gate gate damager. Uh, and Liam Coleman, Rabbitohs and Panthers, will leave that one yep. uh, before the court. These aren't funny. The These aren't to be glorified. No. If, you, if you'd like more information, then you'll have to do your own research. Do your own yeah. research, yeah. please. Okay. Uh, but we're into December now, guys. December. Yeah. We're still in 2018. Yeah. This hasn't even, we aren't even, we haven't even hit the new year yet. And this is actually one of my favourites, personal favourite of mine. Uh, Knights front rower Jacob Siafidi, one of the Siafidi twins, got in a scrap, obviously. It's, we've established that leagueies love to throw. Yep. And they'll and preferably with other leagueies. Well, that's always the best. You're always going to get the best scrap with another leaguey. Because, yep. you know, you see mm. the Whiten one and he just starts punching some kid in the face. You need a leaguey who's going to scrap back. But yeah. as we learnt with that prominent Newcastle halfback, I think the, 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 the moment when the leaguey usually meets their match is when they meet a peripheral friend of another leaguey yeah. who yes. maybe didn't play professional football because they were too unrefined. Mm. But have always been in the mix and probably arguably just as tough as oh uh, yeah and tougher energetic mm. as because they didn't get there but they're still toiling away and like for went went wenties or whatever you yeah. know they're still getting Wyong Roos getting absolutely belted but they're never going to make it so they're usually probably tougher because it's like what are you what are you even doing tougher. this for like Hard, why are you even playing hardened by life itself exactly <laughs> mm, yeah. so and that is kind of. What's happened here? So Jacob Siafidi's got in a scrap with the brother of Boyd Cordner, Dane Cordner. Dane Cordner. The oft-forgotten second Cordner brother. <laughs> yeah. and but, but just Forgotten no longer. Well, just as big, but also, as we said, hardened by life. He's probably as hard because his brother's made it. He hasn't. And he doesn't need to behave for the cameras. He doesn't let's, give a fuck. Yeah, let's remember that. He has no brand to protect. No. So, no. so Siafidi was left unconscious and with a broken leg. <laughs> I don't know how you break a leg. What happened? Well, the, the, Tom, Tom, some context, please. Look, they were, they were outside of a, a Newcastle uh, establishment. Yes. And that's sort of where it's left because there's, you know, they, I, th- I feel like it's one of those ones that have gone, oh, we don't really want to go into this here, but I don't know how you break someone's leg and also knock them out. Yeah. 
but it's it sounds like it sounds it sounds like he's broken the leg first and then, then finished the job. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's like, like he's kicked him in the leg. Yeah, it, it, I just, it sounds a bit like a leg sweep and <laughs> some and, sort of a UFC move. And then and then yeah, like he's had his legs taken out and then his head has just bounced off the concrete like a, a fucking squash ball. And well, you know, he's either way he's received an absolute hiding. Like that's when you hear that's those a, kind of like if that's what the cops are saying, he had a broken leg and yeah. was not conscious. Dane Cordner, you are a bad man. Bad and, man. Jacob, and, and, you, you've picked the wrong bloke. You've yeah. picked the wrong bloke. But also, not Cordner. It's you certainly to, not to Dane. Add, to add insult to injury, Safidi was cleared by police of any wrongdoing, but still fined fifty grand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just for just being lippy, for being involved, yeah, yeah. and also for, for getting, being lippy, for getting yeah. that towed up. Like no one should get, no one should break a leg. But that is a hangover from hell, isn't it? I mean, big time. You've woken up, you're having conversations with an orthopedic surgeon, and and then your boss comes in and, and says, hands you a fine. I'm taking fifty, yeah. out of your bank account right now. Thank you, Daniel. Now, now the next, the next two are to be swerved, but next scandal. Love this one as well. This is this is uh, another Newcastle night uh, in Tautau Moga, Moga, mm-hmm. um, charged with common assault uh, because he slapped a taxi driver in the face. Now, like Again, I mean, there is there's probably a video of that. And and I we, think, we we look forward to that yeah, being released. Yes. I look I look forward to Julian Assange getting his hands on that piece <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> it exists in some WhatsApp chat. Now, now this 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 has happened a couple of times in the off season. The yeah. incident with the Uber driver, taxi driver. There's the the next one actually. Michael Cheekham as well smacked around an Uber driver. Now yeah. uh, this it's happened so many times in the NRL um, and, and and in other codes. It makes me think. That these, the punter and the dribbler in their purest form is driving a cab or a taxi or, or an Uber. Mm. And I reckon they get, I reckon they bait these guys. I, I, it has to be like that. You the know? punter and the dribbler are lippy bastards. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Particularly yeah. the dribbler. Well, yeah. the, the dribbler. It's more the dribbler. The punter is more of your, just your sports fan. Fanboys more. Fanboys. Yeah. He wants yeah. a photo. The dribbler is the guy who. Uh, I literally have a friend who is a dribbler who was at the Red Hot Chili Peppers the other night and him and his mate were jumping in a cab to leave. Then Mitchell Moses and uh, Luke Brooks somehow squeeze in front of him and take the cab and he waits until the cab is like maybe 40 metres away from him before he starts abusing the two. You know what I mean? It's the one where you... Well, what did he say? Uh, 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 yeah. He goes, that's going to be the only thing you fucking win this year, Moses. Win the cab. Yeah. 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 I dribbler, mean, right? Dribbler. That is that is your quintessential dribbler. Yeah. yeah. And league players are exposed to these people, and it wouldn't surprise me if it happens in these cabs. Like, Moga, what's the bet this, this, this taxi driver is a, just a degenerate manly fan who has just gone and said something like so rank about the Knights, <laughs> just so rank about this, like just berated him and his self-worth. Yeah. Like yeah. you're a fucking spoon person in a spoon team in a spoon town. Yeah. You know? yeah. Your team sucks. Wayne couldn't even fix you. Now, you, you, you know, Nathan Tinkler bought you and you went broke and you, what are you doing playing there? You must be shit at yeah, footy. Yeah, you're <laughs> shit. Now, now, also, if I can play devil's advocate, 
Tao Tao might have had a skinful mm. and was wasn't maybe a little upset about the guy going the wrong direction, didn't think it was the quickest route home. Wasn't happy with the fare. Wasn't happy with the fare and slapped the shit out of this cabbie, mm. in mm. which case... Oh, you'll be charging me a fee for using my debit card? <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> she can. Cheekam, similar situation. Club but, position. Uh, yeah. He was a. He's like a back rower for yeah. for the Tigers. He's a bit of a. He's a bit of a journeyman. Charged with assault. Oh, okay, taxi yeah, driver yeah. incident. Yeah. Rideshare driver in, mm-hmm. in, in fact. Uber, I believe. So much more accountable in in the uh, in the Uber. Yes. Yeah. Um, people know where he is, and the Uber driver. Uh, yeah. We know it was you. Done like a dinner. Oh, through the window, actually. So that might have been afterwards. Yeah, yeah so I'm assuming either dropped off. It's obviously before or after the, the, the fair. Yeah. Unless he has reached outside of his window and then through to the front seat. But that just doesn't seem like that would be a logical way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Dylan Napa. 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 Big Napa. Napa. This is the one that this became a household scandal. This is the biggest story of the offseason <laughs> yeah. ter- from, a, from a jovial sense. Okay, so. From a media generator yeah. as well, I club, think. Club position, because it's changed of blood. Yeah, he was the front row of the Roosters, won the grand final. The uh, Sydney Eastern Suburbs Roosters. He's also an origin. He's an ori- plays origin for, for Queensland. Queensland. Mm-hmm. And left the Roosters at the end of last year and signed with the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. On big dollars. Big bickies. Um, and unfortunately for Dylan, he is sort of the cautionary tale of what I imagine is something that happens all the time in rugby league. And he had a sex tape leak of him and a young lady uh, being filmed by a teammate. That you know what, like the sex tapes, a sex tape is a sex tape. They happen, obviously, as long and they leak, and they and leak, they leak. They and, leak. And I believe that he didn't know he was being filmed because you look at the footage, right? He with, didn't because he's flogged. He's too drunk to have orchestrated some sort he just of knew that revenge he had his porn scenario. Yeah. Me and Eddie were sort of having this whether conversation. he whether he knows or not. Yeah. As long as she knows, yeah, it's, it's play on. Yeah, it's play yeah. on. It's fine. But yeah. see, the sex tape itself, right? A sex tape leaks. There have been many players and. Famous people that have had sex tapes leak, and Paris. they will continue to be. You yeah. know what I mean? But when that sex tape became the most embarrassing thing to ever happen to a person is when he started asking to be called Big Papi, <laughs> and then Big Papa, yeah. and then Big Papi, and saying it like, and everyone's kind of going, what? <laughs> and then but then you thought, maybe this was a one-off for Big Papi. No, That's not a one-off. No. There's another video out there where he's- um, Getting Gobbed off in the yeah. back of a car whilst with he, a zinger burger in hand. Whilst, whilst he's got a zinger, <laughs> but again reverts to the big puppy yeah. scenario, which was a little difficult yeah. for her to to do to vocalise yeah. given the, the act. situation. Yeah, Napper is pursuing legal action. No one knows what to fucking do about. Yeah, this. see, right. So because this is the thing that's happened, it's leaked from a WhatsApp group of all these guys sending each other them doing sort of you know. Uh, just being like sickos, really. Like, you know. Well, the interesting thing about the WhatsApp group is it only appears to be Dylan Napper getting leaked. Now, I think if we we're going to have a wild guess, you can imagine that there is a lot of controversial yeah. footage in that WhatsApp group of an, a variety of people. Yeah. Yes. And they only seem to be leaking Napper, which is where we got all the the rumours started to circulate that he was being blackmailed. People thought it was Paul Carter. Mm-hmm. People thought it was... Uh, uh, there's been a bunch of people named who are sort of like, for, just for disgruntled former teammates yes. is sort of how they described yes. it. That was one of a wave. Of course, there was the big puppy videos. There was a couple others of people just getting blowjobs and, and, or like well, being drunk and playing games. Yeah, look, some of them, there were actually some phantom vids that went around. Yeah. And there were ones where it was like, 
there was the one where it was like, oh, there's some leaguies sniffing coke off each other's pipes. Doodles, yeah. Yeah, off of their doodles. And upon viewing the videos, it was abundantly clear that they were no rugby league players. They were just guys pretending no. to be this rumour well, they'd heard. They'd, look, okay, to be honest, it was the, the rumour was that it was Mitchell Pierce sniffing coke off Napa's hog. Now, we'd seen Napa's hog in the first video, so there was no way that this was Napa's piece. No. Secondly, Mitchell Pierce adorned with tattoos, none in this, and these guys were just like weedy dudes. So they were actually just nobody guys mm. who have sort have achieved some sort of embarrassing viral notoriety from sniffing. But such was the such was the punter and the dribbler's thirst for more videos. They chose to believe it, that, the, the even anim- in the face of overwhelming evidence that this was just a couple of absolute dribblers from yeah. the western suburbs getting into a bit of late night debauchery. Yeah. Now, but that, that's the best thing about these scandals is the peanut gallery takes hold. Everyone who was aware of these videos by day five of the leaks was convinced it was Paul Carter because someone said it was. Yeah. You know? And like one one message <laughs> and the, and, gets sent around and everyone. And jeez, he's pretty grubby sort of bloke. <laughs> like, who's capable of this? Paul Carter's got form. That works out. That makes sense. It's him. It's Paul Carter. And then Paul Carter's like, uh, look, I know I'm a piece of shit, but I didn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then Napa's like, no, it wasn't Paul. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Next yeah, one. There's uh, there's this one I've been looking forward to talking about for, mm. uh, this, is our, for this entire show. We this is saying, our personal favourite. This is the best of the off-season. So the, Cronull- the entire... The entire Cronulla Sharks club banned from the Cronulla Sailing Club. So I just, that's from top to bottom, every grade. Everyone. Stuff? Gone. Yeah, stuff. If you the will, club. it's the club. That's the club. club. The gaming room attendant to the fucking physiotherapist. <laughs> You're gone. What the fuck did they do? Oh, to be a fly on the I wall said, of that bougie fucking club. <laughs> so My the, God. they, it was a. Uh, multiple fights breaking out. Now, we can only assume, because it's the entire club, that these were also... These multiple fights most likely weren't even related to each other. It's just that their league is and their liquor in the belly, steaming on... You know, I think it was in, like, December. It might have been around New Year's, a bit of the... Christmas time, a bit of festive spirit, a lot of free time on their hands, pre-season, slow. Multiple punch-ons in the sailing club. Again, unfortunately, no footage. Across all grades, I believe. Yeah. So even the young boys, obviously trying to take a, a leaf out of the older boys' book, trying to get into some work, trying to prove a point. What? The, get it together. Yeah, get yeah. it together, boys. Get I it mean, together. This, this is one thing that boggles my mind, boys, is that the Sharks have a purpose-built stadium, clubhouse, which is off the road. You can close the gate. You've got nice, big, high... Trees and ferns there down there at Shark Park. Just have it in the club. Have it in the club far from prime yeah, but there's no fun Garbage in that. bags on the windows. There's yeah. no fun in that. Mm. You know, they've got to be out in, amongst the civilians. Mm-hmm. And this and this is a this is an interesting thing about the, the rugby league player. And I was talking to a young bloke <clears throat> the other day who was uh, a Latino man from uh, Los Angeles. And he had spent time working in Bondi at a, at a club. Ravisi's, I believe it was called. Did, yeah. yeah. Have you guys yeah. ever been down that way? Okay. Heard of it. So he said to me, as a baseball fan <clears throat> and a basketball fan from the States, uh, he said, I used to see these rugby league players coming into my bar after seeing them on the screen above the bar. He goes, I got to know some of them. And I remember seeing all of these guys. It's been 10 years ago he was doing it. He goes, I saw these guys on the television screen and then I saw them come into the bar uh, pissing on the bar, dicks out, you know, making out with married women, like just behaving like 
like, run of the mill leaguey yeah, leaguey behaviour. And, and he goes, and he like could the never last days of Rome. Yeah, crazy. he could never figure it out. <laughs> this bloke said it was the last days of Rome. He said every fucking night the these barbarians guys come out. were coming down. There's iPhones out. People are filming these guys. They like they they know what they're up to. And and he, and he said it took him so long to figure it out. But he went back home, and he saw LeBron James, and he saw these guys um, who you know are characters. Uh, in American sport, and he said the difference is that these guys in the states, these guys are getting paid ten million dollars a season in in American sport, baseball, basketball, whatever, and they don't leave the house on that kind of money. You don't. No. Whereas the league player will roll the dice on three hundred k a year. You know what I mean? And because it's fun, and it's more fun to do it. In public, yes, they also yes. they also in America get mobbed if they leave the house. Yeah. You know, such is their global appeal, yeah. Yeah. right? Whereas the leaguey can mingle with the punter and the dribbler. You know, so they get, might oh, get it. They might get heckled here and there, but by and large, the Aussie way is to sort of just give them a nod and then let them carry on. You know, so they will leave the house and, and they will piss on the street. You they know, can just go give to them Darwin. A, a polite man nod saying that was that that was a that was a great chunder. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Play on. Um, but also look after uh, yourself, boys. The, I think I feel like also the American athletes, so baller as they are, can just sort of afford to rent out a nightclub yeah. and go. Yeah. I'm just going to go here and get buck wild with a couple of my mates yeah. and some birds. But the drinking as well. The like the drinking. Not I, yeah. Not the many people drink like Australian. Australians, yeah, Australian rugby league yeah. players. Yeah, that's it as well. Because you yeah. lose a lot of control when you get pissed, <laughs> and the leaguey, uh, sort of when he's a wild man, drinking as much as they do, and, uh, and but drinking a lot for Australians. So they all they set the benchmark basically for the rest of the nation. So if you've got that much free time, that much testosterone, a, a fair bit of cash, like contextually compared to everyone else, mm. there's going to be issues. Yeah. And that's what we've got in Cronulla. Yeah. And they can no longer attend the Cronulla Sailing Club. I know. It is inherent in the, the DNA of most people from this wide land that if you are given any privilege, whether that be, you know, to play professional rugby league or, you know, to have access to a share bike on the, on the street, the average Australian will take the piss out of that privilege until the government has to come in and say you can't have it yeah. anymore i mean look guns there are, you know these <laughs> these big overseas you know these overseas mobs they come in and say here is a bike that anyone can ride at any time and it'll cost you pennies what does the average punter do he takes that bike to the nearest body of water and he throws it in yes the, Yarra, the Yarra river they did a heat map or, on the Yarra river and there's something like 5,000 fucking O-bikes in it. Yeah. But how and, funny is it? Though? Yeah, That's and, that is funny. And it's funny. Well, if you pay the average Australian kid good at sport from any from any corner of the country, you give him an, enough money and enough time and tell him that he is the greatest thing to grace this earth since Peter Brock, <laughs> then he then he will take the piss until he gets filmed pissing in his own mouth. Exactly. It's true, and it uh, is more than evident that uh, that sentiment and that that uh, inherent, ingrained uh, part of the Australian psyche that you just mentioned, Errol, um, Jamin Salmon. Yeah, Jamin Salmon. Not really sure of who Jamin is or where he comes from. He's uh, again, he's just seen like a young, he's a young yep. kid, sort of on the rise, doing what leagueies do, 
uh, and he's been done a low-range drink driving. But, again, blip. But low-range drink driving, Salmon flipped his vehicle after crashing it into three park cars. Low-range, too. I <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, maybe I he's mean, just a bad driver, yeah. and then he's had a couple of beers, and he's really <laughs> fucked it up. That, so mean, that was that was January 17th. Because low-range so low is what? Two beers? That's in between oh, three beers? 05 and it'd be like It'd be like, wouldn't it be like three to five? It's in between. It'll be five five beers if you've had a a meal, right? A big chicken palmy or something. I think so, but um, <laughs> it's in between uh, 05 and 08, and and 08 is the legal limit across a lot of America and Europe. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's it's so it's, we put it down to his driving yeah. for the yep. big salmon. But you know, would have had a nice car. He's a young star for the Eels. Probably, probably they're probably paying him a bit more than car, most yeah. juniors to get there. And he's got a brand new Jeep Patriot, <laughs> ice white, and yep. he has flipped that motherfucker after crashing into three cars. So, yes, uh, yep. up there with the O-bike kind of um, empathy, apathy, apathy is the word. And then the uh, and then then the nice people at Amy or at Alian said, "You're on your own here, buddy." You yeah. are. <laughs> Sorry, Jamin. You were. <laughs> you were. Jamin Salmon. <laughs> one of the great me. rugby league names. Jamin. J A E M A N. Now, uh, next one, February 2019, we won't go into, uh, but it happened in Townsville. And of note, uh, Townsville Casino on Australia Day. This is an interesting thing to come from this, and we won't talk too much about it, but is this the first. Rugby league player to ever get in trouble in Townsville, apart from James Townmail when he's playing. No, for- no, no. Uh, JT's no. been in trouble up there before. JT, really? yeah, JT but was trouble. a naughty boy. Well, I mean, it, no, but by league standards and by this off season, yeah, no. I but think- you know, he got done. He was pit- he fell asleep outside some yeah. building but in it was town. In, I remember yeah. it. It was in the funny section of the Townsville Bulletin. Yeah. yeah, the journos were like, "Ooh, our captain had a big night." <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think it's a bit different. Where I think if uh, if if the great one did that then yeah. I think that he would be he'd be in the same probably facing. even more held to a, a higher account and yeah. he would well he it, would it be. Dep- you know if you're a great like yeah. let's use the eighth as an example the eighth gets up to no good from time to time but yeah. people sort of just roll their eyes same and with say, Shane Warne yeah. play on if you, you know? perform on the field and your and your like scallywag behaviour is of just a sort of medium to high range but not not super high. Not extreme. Not extreme, yeah. you know, then I think everyone's happy to go. I mean, but he played extremely well for New South Wales last yeah. week, so we don't give a shit. This one that comes next, just mm. last month, just this month. Well, it was just this, this. is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. This is the scandal. This is elite rugby league scandal. Yes. Because it, as I, as we may have said at the start, when you, just when you think that the scandal is, is as, is as ridiculous as it's ever been, then someone like Martin Kennedy comes along and redefines what it means to be a rugby league scandal. He, he's re, league he's, he's single handedly re redesigned yeah. an off season, reprogrammed. Yes. reprogrammed, reprogrammed what is now considered an off season yeah. scandal. So now this is it's a it's a slightly different one in the sense that so he was kicked out of the NRL in 2016 for doping. Mm-hmm. Uh, performance enhancing. Performance drugs. enhancing. He was then found guilty, uh, you know, in the ensuing years of importing exotic wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was putting everything from stingrays to sugar gliders to blue tongue lizards, Chinese soft shell turtles. 
in the fucking post. And 15 veiled chameleons. 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 Now, the, a- would... the AFP ran through his house, is yeah. what I'm being told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Australian Federal Police have a fucking file on Martin Kennedy. Bro, you can't be bringing chameleons into the country and not expecting the boys to be, you know, having a look at your shit. You Life can't be trusting Australia Post to deliver a, a fucking lizard. Well, no. In is the, he, uh, but he's Sweden. The, but he uh, was sending animals in the mail to Scandinavia. Yeah, and, did he and think most the, of them died. Did he think just putting a few holes in the top of the box would, would cut it? <laughs> it was like when you had toys, like put your water. pet lizards that and shit practice? as a kid. You know, you just put a hu- couple of holes in a shoebox, keep a lizard in there for... A little dish of water in the corner, that should do, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Now, this, his response when asked by the Daily Telegraph, the illustrious uh, rugby league uh, ambulance chasers, um, his response was he, he effectively blamed the NRL for what he said was an unfair uh, unfair length of ban yeah. for his doping scandal. Now, my question is, I get it. You have no, maybe no income. Maybe you still have a contract that's paying you. You're living in- Oh, no, he's, he's done. No, 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 your be... contract gets torn up and you just go and find another job now. How do you get in that much fucking trouble in 18 months? Like, wh- Well, it goes back to March of 2015 because uh, he got... That was the first time he broke the anti-doping. Yeah. Uh, the in- only... So he broke the anti-doping back in 2015. Yeah, and he was suspended for two years. In, yeah, two years suspension from 2016. Then in between 2016 and 17, I think he then got done for importing highly exotic He got into animals. the illegal exotic animal trade. Yes, and now then the- only recently is he being charged now, or is it, it's before the courts, and he's looking set, to, he could face him in a 10 years job. The question is... That's why it's back in the cycle. The how- question is, how does one find themselves in the exotic animal trade? <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite yeah. sure. The black market <laughs> exotic animal trade. I mean, and who who's he, who's, he, who's he come across that has let Martin know that there's tremendous money to be made in, in sugar gliders because <laughs> who knows that dead said mate it would have been like an isogenics or a fucking you know it would have been like a pyramid, pyramid scheme, scheme. Yeah, yeah. someone hits him up mate, his inbox on Facebook I'm going like you. dude you want to make heaps of money yeah. if if us four could work the phones all afternoon do you think we'd be able to get a sugar glider yes I saw Martin the other day. I reckon we could get him. He'd still have the contacts. Oh, Martin! Martin had the contacts, and for a bit of a kickback, I'm pretty sure he'd part with that with that information. Yeah, for sure. Now, now, guys, that there's still how many weeks? Uh, March 14th. March 14th. Oh, we, we got, we got so a three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Call it three. Three weeks. This isn't the end. No. Well, I mean, the the, the Broncos Junior's been suspended for four weeks and fined twenty thousand dollars for Pain. not cooperating with the. Uh, the integrity, yeah, Payne Haas. Payne Haas, beautiful yeah. name. Dr. Bryce Cartwright uh, yeah, and yeah. his wife Chanel. With the anti-vaxxing. Anti-vaxxing. Some junior Broncos player just got put in jail for beating the shit out of someone. Oh, it's the greatest if game of all. If, if, you're down to, all. if you're down to the very last dollar, you put it on there being another scandal before this off-season is out. 100%. Because that is money for jam. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that I, the thing that, that I find hard to get my head around is the... Vocal rugby league fan who's like, you know what? I just, I'm not watching this game anymore, man. I'm sick of these scandals and the, the game. I'm, I'm, I'm no longer a fan. It's I'm like, done, mate. I've never been more excited to watch a fucking game of rugby league. <laughs> and I so are you. Wait. And so are you. And when so that Thursday you. night game kicks off, March 14th, whatever it is, you'll be glued to the telly like yeah. the rest of us, yeah. Yeah. and you can thank. 
the litany of off-season You off, can thank big off-season Papa. Dramas. Papi now. Think of that first hit he's going to put on. He's so frustrated. Everyone's seen him laying pipe. He's going to be called Big Papi until the day he kills over and dies. Correct. Every, every scrum, every tackle, every fucking encounter with a punter in the street. Every time he orders a Parmigiana from, yeah. from the fucking... The receipt's going to be on from there. The east, from the East's League... Club in 2069, he'll be called Big Puppy by the cashier. And you know what? He's going to take that all out. Think of that first hit. Oh, he's going to go nuts. Yeah. But I also think he should probably embrace Big Puppy. Like, yeah. Hopawati's embraced the fact that he used to try and, uh, you know, poke men's asses. Now, it's the greatest game of all. You guys have a podcast. If you want to hear more of this, this absolute dribble, this unwavering... Unqualified... Un- what? What is the fucking... What is your uh, slogan? Unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. That is, it's been a it's been a long podcast. The, it's been this, super long. That is Hello Sport, and they are streaming every week. Every week at Hello Sport podcast on Instagram. Like, subscribe, five stars, whatever uh, the hell. Else find you us do. wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Find us where you get this podcast. Yeah, the Hello Sport podcast. Thank you for coming in, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Always good to catch Thank up. You. Until next time. 